Welcome to the State of Wrestling, a Power Drive Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mauler, here with the big man. How you doing? I'm doing well, and um, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody who's listening had one, too. Yes, indeed. But you know what a Thanksgiving tradition is, right, big man? Survivor Series. That's right. And WWE had their annual Survivor Series uh, premium live event. Right, you gotta say not pay per view anymore. Um, but this PLE, year, I've seen right. PLE listed a lot, so yeah. I have to get and, used to that. And this year, um, it's a little different because this was Survivor Series War Games. It was, and and I know you're a big fan of Laurel and Hardy's March of the Wooden Toy Soldiers, and that could have been a War Games match too. But that was because that was all out war. That was all out war. Against yes. the bogeyman. The bogeyman <laughs> had no chance when the wooden soldiers came out. And they no. marched. And they had their own Paul Heyman, Barnaby. They, they said <laughs> that damn dastardly Barnaby who tried to steal Bo P and take her to Boogie Land and do what he want and have kids with her. Oof. Yo, tell me why Barnaby. Barnaby had to be some type of human being. First, he stole one of the pigs, and that made it seem like he turned them into um, sausages. <laughs> Right then, he went to Boogie Land with all the boogeymen, and that look—that's half man, half. Well, what is it? Half man, half ape. Yeah, it's not uh, the boogie woogie man. It's the boogie not the boogie, not Jimmy Valiant. So that would Barnaby, be cool. Exactly, and Barnaby went down there to 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 have kids to raise a family with Bo <laughs> Peep, but not Tom 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 and Stan, and and, and he wasn't. They wasn't going to stand for that. No. And they went after them in Boogie Land. But, you know, it was a great, that's a great movie, man. Very great movie. Great film. Very Watch scary it. at times. But scary. You know, no, you know, they never remade that. No, you're right. I'd love for them to remake that. I mean, I don't know if it would be cheesy. I don't know how, imagine how the Boogeyman would look now in the Wooden Soldiers. The CGI, you saw the CGI back then? well you're right i think if it's not black and white and it's not people in costumes it's not going to be as scary because that was scary right definitely definitely oh man so survivor series man what um let's go let's start off with the first match but for smackdown friday night smackdown we got a return from the man becky lynch's return to team with bianca belair against damage control team What's your thoughts on, on Becky Lynch returning? The man. Not big time best, but the man. Yeah, I know you're excited about that. And, and all the fans should be excited, too, to have the man back. Um, still a lot of people expecting it to be Sasha Banks or, or, well, really just Sasha Banks. I wouldn't say Naomi, but that would be cool, too. But um, great to see the man back and not talking like big time Becks either. We don't want no. that. We don't want that no more. Baby, I mean, no, you wasn't a fan of Big Tom Bex. Oh, no, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of her promos. I wasn't a fan of any of that. Because, and really, Big Tom Bex 
kind of started even before she called herself Big Time Bex. When she became the women's champion, she went from the person fighting the establishment to becoming the establishment. And all of her interviews from then on were, okay, I'll give you a crack at the title. We'll see if you're good enough. And it was kind of like, that's not, that's not the man, you know, but hopefully that's over with. Okay, so we got so the teams of was Bianca Belair. Oh, but by Oscar. the way, before we you're forgetting something else. Did you see Thanksgiving at the Mysterios? Yes, I was going to get to that. <laughs> okay, we'll I, get was to gonna, that. I was going to I was going to get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. Yes, that was some great stuff. That was one of the best <laughs> things I've seen in a long time. But let's talk about it now. This okay, it up. go ahead, go ahead, big man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we see Rhea and Dom, and Dom looks way bigger than Rhea. Usually in yeah. the ring, she looks huge. Right. But um, and she's like, "Are you sure this is okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're going to meet my family. They're gonna love you. It's Thanksgiving. It's the holidays." And Ray's mom comes to the door of this beautiful home, the Mysterio home. And then you see off to the left is the dinner table and little kids. And she's like, "Dominic, what are you doing here?" You can't be here, and you can't bring her. It's like, but but I want mommy to meet my mommy. <laughs> and then and she's like, I, we can't. And then she's trying to shut the door. And then um, is it Ray comes over, and then Raya breaks through the door. Yeah, yeah. Ray is like, I don't, not 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 now, not now. Stop yeah. playing dumb, because Dominic's like, what's wrong? Why can't I be here? And Ray's like, stop playing dumb. And then when he goes to close the door, that's when Ray up bursts through the door. And then, oh, they put the boots to poor Ray. They had a crutch. Uh, they really put it on the boot that he was already wearing for his injury. Yeah. Dominic took a picture of the happy family um, and just shattered it. And then they dragged Ray a bit and beat him up some more. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but the thing, the thing, though, that that kind of was a negative is all it makes you, it just made me think the whole time, why isn't this a Survivor Series match? Why can't, you know, Rhea Ripley, what everybody wanted. They wanted Rhea Ripley to be with that group Judgment Day and to figure out something else to do, to have them in a Survivor Series match, but it was not to be. But that was really, I mean, one of the best things I saw all week in wrestling it was hilarious uh, remember was, what it, his mom said you brought a camp what you brought people to film this <laughs> yeah yeah that was funny they, that was some funny stuff and he he had the audacity to show up on thanksgiving with knowing he just beat up his father with with monday night mommy of yes. all people, his new hot girlfriend who, who changes who the reason why she he turned on his father anyway and he want to talk about the audacity. Tell his mom, I want my mommy to meet my mommy. Like, <laughs> like you know, at, at Thanksgiving and then beat up his father inside the house. Like, the audacity of of Eddie Guerrero Jr. Yes, <laughs> the audacity. I loved I it. I this loved a, it. This, you know what else was funny? A uh, good on SmackDown was when um my boy uh uh L A Knight L A Knight. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> night was all all messed up. He went a he got a crutch, and he his got um, in his sling. And on his sling. And he took him out. He, if he wasn't, he would kick their keister. 
if he wanted, you know, it's just just a fact of life. And then he came back and said, "Yeah." <laughs> and then they give me, and then they beat him up again, and then something else happened to him again. They said Uncle Howley did it to him again. Some stuff fell on top of L.A. Night again. Yo, this is crazy. He's doing his old TNA impact. Uh, yeah, dummy. Yeah. He just forgot yeah. the dummy part. Man, that was some good stuff too, man. And uh, speaking of which, this this would tie well. Well, I'll tie into that later on. But yeah, man, Rhea, uh, Rhea and um and um Ray and Dominic going home for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's some of the best stuff. WWE have some of the best stories right now going. Yeah, you know, right now they got a lot of great stories. Yeah, that was a great on. that was a great segment, but and it kind of reminded us of the segments from the Attitude Era, but it was mm-hmm. actually filmed better. Right, than those segments used to be no shaky camera, no ridiculousness. It was... Right, you know, the first person, the first time I saw somebody go to somebody's home, that was the Brian Pelman gun incident. Right, that's the first time I remember somebody going to someone's home that I remember. Oh, was interesting, yeah. was the Brian Pillman gun incident, you know, which was great television at the time. I've been watching that live. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. But um, Survivor Series, the first match was um, Memphis Be- used to do things like that all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big Memphis was ahead of his time. Oh yeah, yeah. When they ran over. Um, when oh. Billy Joe Travis got arrested on TV. For real. For real. Yeah. He was really arrested for lack of child support and they built it into the story. Jerry right. Lawler told them to film it and they're taking him away and, and Billy's manager is like, I'm going to get F. Lee Daly. I'm going to get everybody. <laughs> Your lawyer. Exactly. Because a lot of the Memphis stuff used to happen out, even the NWA when they ran over um, Dusty Rhodes yeah. A lot of stuff happened w, outside of the building. WWF hardly filmed anything outside of the building. Outside. Yeah. Hardly. Yeah. It happened, but it hardly did anything. The only thing I remember was when like, they did the 5K run with Mr. Fuji and he cheated. Remember that? <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're the only person I've heard bring that up ever. The yeah. 5K run and he cheated in the 5K run. Um, anyway, um, so Survivor Series, we had um, we had Bianca Belair, the man Becky Lynch, Oscar, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, and um, that's that's the five right there, and against Nikki Cro- Nikki. Used to be a superhero. There you go. Used to be a superhero. She's crazy now. Yeah, um, that's the way she, I like her. Yeah, she's crazy. Um, damage control, and and your girl Rhea Rip and your girl Rhea Ripley. <laughs> like my Your girl, Rhea Ripley. I would never invite her over for dinner. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, this match was Bianca Belair starting up with um, Dakota Kai. Um, this match, um, um, they had a lot of plunder, garbage yeah, cans, kendo sticks. Um, it ended with Becky Lynch um, off the top of the cage um, onto. Um, you know, Dakota Kai uh, onto a table with a leg drop, and she caught the one, two, three. Uh, so, what do you thought? What's your thoughts on this War Games, the women's version? A uh, couple things. I think the women use the cage much more than the men. 
uh, they they use the cage more effectively. Um, loved having Bianca start, um, although the the one negative is it used to be kind of you know a good showcase for somebody who wasn't the main attraction to be the first one in, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know it started out thinking, oh, this is going to be the Bianca show because she was doing amazing. But then, you know, Io Sky did some great moves. She was outstanding. And then it be, kind of became the Becky show. So, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it's really cool. One thing that kind of bothered me, and this was true for both the men and the women, is that we used to see when we would watch war games in the NWA or WCW or NXT, you'd see them really just go in there and attack each other. Um, and this time, it was very slow and deliberate, eating up the clock a little bit, just lacking some of that intensity. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's an accident that some of the standouts in these war games, especially for the women, were people who were in it in NXT. I felt the NXT war games was better than, than the war games we saw last night. And... And I'm sorry, with damage control, who's the... I forgot the name of the one who's Sky's partner. Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, she took a lot of bumps and abuse in that match. But she also had one of the coolest moves. The camera kind of went away from it because it was, it was kind of corresponding to Becky entering the cage. That's where they had um, Michin. They now call her Michin or something. They call her Michin Mia Yim. Mitch and Mia Yim, uh, when they had her, they were holding her between the two rings, and Sky Dakota came off the top with a double stomp. I thought, that yeah, was I saw cool. that. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that nice? Mm -hmm. The camera kind of missed it completely because of, again, Becky entering. But yeah, I, I do think they used the cage really well. It was better than I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. Would you think? Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was. Do you let me ask you a question? Do you think the, the periods are too long? Wasn't it two minutes before? In yeah, the it used NWA? to be two minutes, but they made it three. I'm not sure why they made it three just to make it longer, but um, but it should have been two minutes each because, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like the periods was taking too long to come because you know how it is, everybody wants to, to see what's next, who's coming out next, and until you get to everyone in, and then that's when the war, then the war game, and I don't like that. Let the war games begin when everybody gets in. Did they used to do that? And did Gary Michael Capetta used to announce? No, no. I think the bell would ring. And okay. That was it. Just the bell. Okay. Yeah. Do you like to submit and surrender? I like to submit and surrender. Yeah, because you kind of feel like at that point somebody should be. And the old strategy was you used to go after whoever was in there first because they should be just completely done. Right. Right. The, the first two people were kind of the most useless people towards the end because they were just bruised and battered. Um, but not anymore. Not anymore. And right. Like, yeah. Like I said, it, it, it nobody went in there and was fists and fire like they used to be. That's right. Kind of a disappointment. I, you know what else? I, I, I missed the, the roof on the cage, but I understand why they do it because they want to do more jumping off the top of the cage and stuff like that. So I understand they why they, they do it. They didn't do a whole lot of that, though, did they? But that's, that, that was the climax of the end of the women's match when 
she she jumped off the top of the cage and did the leg drop to win the match. But do you think the lack of blood also, because when you think of war games, you think of somebody in a cage and somebody's bleeding. That's most, Cage matches usually end with someone's bleeding. Do you think the lack of blood hurts as well? Well, I'd say for the women, because they use the cage so much, they're I don't know how nobody, I don't know how they avoided somebody bleeding. I would say with the men that we'll get to is there were times where they didn't even need to be in a cage. Like it, it didn't even seem like it was a war games match really. Um, as far as the role of the cage played for, for this one, for the women or for the men, oh, for the men. Okay. But for the women, they use the cage. Yeah. The blood, I mean, but, but then again, some of these feuds were kind of not really feuds anymore to that level. Um, but yeah, that's where, again, the first two people in the cage were usually the biggest mess. And uh, yeah, so it didn't it didn't take away for me that nobody was bleeding except somebody, uh, Jimmy Uso, I guess, at the end um, of the men's match. But that's a good point. It, it didn't feel, do you know, it didn't feel as gritty at all, you know? But that could be because of a few things. One, the crowd wasn't as lively as I would have thought they would be. Um, and secondly, it's almost like you go to like a burlesque show or a strip club or something like that, and it's wild. But you take those same people, the women on the stage, put them on a Broadway stage, and all of a sudden it's it's Chorus Girl or it's Miss Saigon, and it's no longer, you know, the same effects. And that's what the bright lights of WWE does, I think. So this match, it didn't have that grittiness that you had in NWA, WCW, or NXT. It was on Broadway. And so it was kind of missing that for me. Right. But you know, both all the places that you just named, the lighting is so different. Like the NWA lighting yeah. in, the, in the Omni, you know, in Greensboro Coliseum, those places, those the lighting was so different. It was dark. And even NXT is dark there as well. And this is know? what AW imitates is the WCW look. Mm -hmm. And, you know, WWE wins the eye test every night of the year, except maybe this night. Right. This is when you want it to be more intimate and more, you know, like I said, more. gritty. But you know what? For the first time, for the first match, War Games match on, on the main on the main roster on the big stage, it it did a a good presentation for the first first one. Yes, first one is not going to always be the best one, you know. Just like the first War Games wasn't the best one. I think the best one is probably Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance, right? That came four years later, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so for the first time ever, for the first introduction, this was pretty good. Um. It was pretty good. Was it perfect? No, wasn't perfect. And, but and again, not as great as the NXT ones. The, the well, well, we we well we can't use NXT on this one because that don't that don't that don't matter. You know, it don't matter. Well, we're that, doing it, a comparison because some of the people in NXT, you know, people, you know people don't watch NXT. You know, people don't hardly watch. It was, that was like shit. Um, that's what five hundred thousand people watch NXT. And that WWE got a 200, 2 million, but that's, that's you know how much their audience watch NXT? 500,000 well, of 2 million. No, I'm just comparing, though, that the no, 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 the I match, understand. because you had people in this match 
who were better, who I think some of the stars of this match for the women were ones who were in the NXT one. No, you're absolutely right. The only problem is this. The thing is this, is that NXT is more or less an indie style of part of WWE. They get to do more stuff on there. Like, it's just more less rules away of the WWE style there. It's wide open. WWE on the main roster, it's a certain formula that they that they have to wrestle and abide by. Then NXT is a little bit more wild there. So you could do lacking, more wild stuff there. Yeah, but lacking the intensity because with NXT, they spend a lot of time building to why they're having the War Games match. And here, this was just kind of chop and change. Well, you're right. Yeah. Because they, you know why they did that, big man. In my opinion, they did it because, one, they just had the Crown Jewel event, which was a great paper. Great premier live event, oh. and they gave away and they gave away Roman Reigns and and Logan Paul there instead of giving them Roman Reigns and Logan Paul at Survivor Series or gave them all the matches that they had uh, at Crown Jewel and put it on Survivor Series. So they had to do something to give Survivor Series a a oomph, and that's and yeah, they this was this was forced. Yeah, I mean, of course, we, we not, yeah. but they had to do something for the people that bought tickets for Survivor Series. And say, wow, why would they give this? Why would they give the international crowd a better show than us? Although no, they easy, they pay million. five hundred ah, million, five hundred exactly. million dollars. None of your tickets in Boston equal that by far. You know, that's the world we no, live exactly. in. Exactly, no, exactly. But you still got to give your the most loyal audience something, and then they they gave them <laughs> something. No, they gave them something. That's why. Oh, you mean like when you went to the autograph thing, and what do they do? They switch out the stars for where? Who did you end up seeing at the autograph table? They um <laughs> they 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 switch they they switch people out, but the lines are so long that they only give them an hour there, and and if you don't get to them, you don't get to them. You know, the lines is too long. Yeah. Yeah. Up next um was um Finn Balor. Versus AJ Styles. And by the way, I think we both agree this was a win. This women's war games better than we expected. Yes, it was. Um, it was a showcase for 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 Becky, yeah. um, and Bianca as well. But um, but they need to reestablish um, Becky as a top star anyway because you know the biggest match that he probably can do right now is going to be her and Ronda Rousey, the man Becky versus Ronda Rousey, one on one. And so, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. So AJ Styles and um, Finn Balor went one on one, which we w- thought this wasn't going to happen. We thought it was going to be AJ Styles and the Good Brothers yeah. with Mia with Mia Yim versus Judgment Day with um, Rhea Ripley. We thought this mm-hmm. was going that should have been the match, um, but we ended up with a one on one encounter with the Good Brothers in the in the corner. Of AJ and the um, Dominic and um, and um, Damian Priest in the corner of of Finn Balor, and you know they 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 got into a brawl outside, and then they was both and he was gone in, in the stands and they left it a one on one encounter. One of the things that was good about this match was I saw AJ Styles um, Finn Balor try to put AJ Styles in the Styles Clash, and AJ countered it. And then put him into the calf crutcher. And then I thought he was finished from there, but um Finn um got out of the calf crutcher by putting his arm over AJ's head and started banging his head against the against um the, the mat. Yeah, the, the Brock Lesnar thing that Brock did right. to AJ. 
Yeah. So this was some good counter counter wrestling here. Um, ultimately, AJ won with the phenomenal form, and he beat him clean, smack in the ring. So um, hopefully this feud is over. Hopefully AJ can move on to something else. Hopefully Finn can move on to something else and and go from there. What was your thoughts on this? Finn looked like a better wrestler to me in the match um, between the two of them. Um, yeah, I felt, um, if you know, when the Good Brothers attacked Dominic for his interference and then Damien came to Dominic's aid, it was, it was interesting because they were having like a bunkhouse brawl on the outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this match, to me, where you thought this was some blood feud or it's a grudge match, they were having like a Mac classic, you mm-hmm. know? And it's it's something that I don't really... I don't really know why they do this, where they don't like each other. They've been going back and forth. Why are we having the match begin with collar and elbow tie-up, go behind, waist lock, just move for move? There wasn't the fists and fire that we wanted. And I felt like this was just a slightly better Monday Night Raw match, to be honest. Um, It was a really good match, but maybe for their first encounter, but but not when this was supposed to be like them trying to take each other's heads off and their, and their seconds who are outside the ring are fighting through the crowd and they're just going toe for toe, move for move, like it's, you know, Pedro Morales and, and uh, Bruno San Martino or something like that. I would agree, big man. The only thing I would say is this, that WWE and I think all every wrestling promotion right now in AEW, every match is the same. Right, every match you see the same stuff going on. You see the dive out the ring from WWE wrestlers, the brawl, the pull aparts, the 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 um the um tope suicidas. Every match <laughs> you see, you see for both companies, man, a lot the dive out the ring. Every match, and I don't think you need to see that in every match, to be honest with you. So I think that they didn't want to have this match stayed in the ring. Yeah. They they didn't go outside. So I think. They didn't want to have a brawl because they wanted every match to be different. And I appreciate that, even though that probably wasn't the best thing for this for this match or this yeah, feud. It didn't fit. It didn't right. Fit. But in the grand scheme of things, for what we saw, what we just saw with chaos in mm-hmm. the women's war games, this was like a, 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 a bring you down moment. They'll bring you down. Oh, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. The that's second true. match will bring you down, give you something different, and then the next match will you know build, build, build to the to the last. I think that's what it was doing. Um, do I agree with it? no? But that's the way they got to pace the card. You know, I mean, well, I'll... Triple H did talk about that in afterwards about how they look at the entire events and everything, and they don't want one thing to take away from something else. Right, so that's true. What for what it was, it, it was a good match. It wasn't it wasn't corny, it wasn't good, it wasn't and AJ bad. needed a good match on a right. premium live event. Right. For sure. So it, and he it, won. It That's kind yeah. of breaking news too. He exactly, won. exactly. So he won. It was clean, crisp. No, it was a crisp match, back and forth, and um right in the middle of the ring. And I thought it was pretty good, you know. That's another thing that I really want to give them credit for, the camera work. They did a great job. 
of not letting the double the double right they did distract do a, us during the non-war game matches they did do a great job on remember that. in wcw didn't it make it was just too weird like you'd see a a one-on-one -on -one match on the night of war games and you just see the double ring they would pull the camera back and you're like when's war games you know right. like, i don't want to see this and this made me forget there was another ring there they did an excellent match of close of closing in on the mat on the ring right mm -hmm. and then they did an excellent job of brought it out back on inside when they had the war games match they crew is top notch um the yeah. camera crew is top notch man but i agree with you though that if this had been a survivor series match that would have been so cool because the royal rumble they just show one person who's really going to be elevated maybe two the old Survivor Series, you had three or four different matches, each one with the potential to elevate someone or show who they're focusing on with the sole survivor or who gets to hang with this, with you know, towards the end. Um, but this would have been perfect for that with Rhea Ripley, of course. Right, right, right. And me. Um, exactly, exactly. All right, up next was the SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ronda Rousey uh, defeated your girl Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, uh, with a she hit her with a Piper's pit, and then got into the armbar, and and that's all she wrote. Yeah, that was a quick <laughs> tap out too, wasn't it? Yeah, that's all Th she this wrote. This match got so much hate on Twitter. Let me tell you, it got <laughs> killed on Twitter. What? I want you to begin. How, what I thought you... it was okay. I mean, wow. I wow. thought it was okay. I mean, what do you? What? I wasn't expecting nothing from this. I like this moment when Shotzi did the body high cross body onto the row of chairs. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, everyone's pointing out they're saying Ronda no selling the DDT on the apron. I don't know if I've seen people stand on the top rope the way Shotzi did mm -hmm. and then do it. That seems pretty awkward, doesn't it? Like, right. The timing of that to when you're supposed to drop down. Have you seen that move a lot? Not really. From the top of the rope down? Yeah. So, and she had her by the hair. And somebody did write on Twitter, they're like, you know, Rhonda gave a lot, you know, to Shotzi. Shotzi had a lot of offense in this match. You know? Rhonda should be killing these people left and right. I, they should yeah. never be, they should not be in the, she shouldn't be having these long matches and it's destroying her aura. She should come in the ring, beat them up for a little while, and make them tap out. It shouldn't be like her UFC career. You know what I mean? It, it should be get in, get out. Shouldn't yeah, they've, they just, the, the minute they signed her, you know, this second time around, it almost became, now you're going to be just another superstar, quote-unquote superstar. No, because and people are complaining. Be, yeah, and she should just be an attraction. And exactly. That's all that really matters. And she is a huge star. Like you'll turn on the internet and there could be a random story about her. If there's one about any other WWE diva, they retweeted a million times on WWE because it's such a shock. She's a, she is a star and there's a lot of hate towards her and there shouldn't be. And I'm a fan of Shotzi. There was a Twitter question. What do you think is going to be, what is go out on a limb and what's the big upset for tonight and i thought maybe Shotzi beats ronda who knows no no way i didn't man. i don't like her makeup though um that little the black 
makeup on her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Who, Rhonda? But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't but, like that either. But I, I thought it was entertaining and she was trash talking. No, it wasn't. It, the, the crowd was dead for most of the night, to be honest. So, Because you know why? They was waiting for war games. Like when the You're war right. games coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I came to see. We came to see the war games. Like, you know what I mean? We don't want to see this filler matchup. Were, and you, that... were you surprised that they lifted the cage after the women's match had more matches than lowered it down? I thought they would do them one after another towards the end. So that was a real surprise for me in the beginning. Oh, I kind of figured they was going to do the women's first and then they was going to space it out. That's oh, what they true. normally do. Like they do the same thing for the Royal Rumble. They do the women's first. Or they do the men's first, and then they do the women's last. But I thought, you like, with saying? the cage, once they lowered it, I thought, man, they're going to do both of them. But, oh, no. Yeah, no. I, I kind of knew they was going to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy that you liked the match. Not loved it, but thought it was fine. Yeah, I thought, listen, Ronda came back because all the fans was hate telling her that, she, oh, she doesn't give she doesn't give much back to the people. She was killing everybody, which she was. She was killing everybody, and everybody was talking shit about her. Oh, she doesn't help out with the what the rest of the women bust their ass back oh, then. She's coming and killing talk. people, right? And then loser now she talk. came, she yeah. came back. She lost to Liv Morgan. Yeah, right. She lost. She gave the belt up to Liv Morgan. She she give these these having killer match. She gave her, probably her best match on the roster since she came back was against. Raquel Gonzalez, she oh, gave yeah. her so much on SmackDown, that edition of SmackDown. And she so she's doing all she can to make these other women look as good as possible. Helping Shayna right to, now, teaming with Shayna. Exactly. She has to win, though. You know, um, maybe her and Shayna can win the tag team championships and they'll pull that those belts for a long time until somebody comes along and, and, and beats them. You know, that's a good idea. Um, but I mean, Ronda with the belt is tough because nobody can beat her. It's tough. It's nobody right. that it's only a few, two, like two, three people that can beat her, two, three women that can beat her. And one of them is Rhea. The other one is Becky. And the other one is Bianca. Mm-hmm. That, that's, those are the three right there that can possibly have a chance of beating her. And well, Charlotte, if Charlotte comes back, you know, um, even maybe Sasha, but I don't know if Sasha ever coming back. <laughs> yeah, she posted a tweet and it was hashtag WWE and hashtag AEW. So we'll see. Yeah. And I think it would be the worst thing for her to do is go to AEW. It would be the worst yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. It's not it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's not good for a woman to be there right now unless you Britt Baker um or Soraya, but I I don't like how their women's division is. I'm going to get to that on the dynamite portion, but I don't think she should go there. But anyway, Ronda, Ronda, I thought the match was good, but Ronda gives a lot, and Ronda shouldn't. Ronda should just destroy everyone, like like um like Saturday morning WWF superstars, you know. That's I'm what just she saying you're in the minority because everybody's saying this was the worst match. It was the I worst was... match on the card. I never it... said it wasn't the worst match on the card. Okay. It probably was. It was the worst match of the card. If you want, it wasn't better than Finn Balor and AJ. No, it wasn't better than. Um, the women's war games match. It wasn't better than the men's war game match, and it wasn't better than um, the next the match. Gonna, yeah, yeah, this was a hell of a match too. You know, the yeah. U.S. title match between Theory, um, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley. That was a hell of a match, to be honest with you. Seth Rollins with the blonde hair. Yes, and the fans are cheering the hell out of him. Yeah, they're you singing know? his song. Yeah, he's over as a. He's over. He's really over. 
And um, this was a hard-hitting match. And Austin Theory, since losing the money in the bank, they, they, they changed. Boy, oh, boy. Man, he, he looks like a star now. Well, he's, right, got like the, he's got the army tights, kind of, the army green tights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss the old Austin Theory. I thought he had more of a spark. He's now kind of a generic muscle guy now but that's also the kind of guy that could be a world champion yes you know he's more like a john cena kind of lex luger more like a Mm -hmm. lex luger type strong guy um i kind of miss the old austin theory but that theory wasn't gonna be someone who could beat roman reigns this theory is someone who could right um, did you see his celtic workout with sheamus no i didn't Seamus couldn't lift the weights Austin was doing on different exercises. And Austin was trash-talking him, like, the whole time. Oh, wow. Um, I, I really like the match. I, I, didn't, I lost count how many times Theory was clotheslined out of the ring. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it feels almost like every match that Bobby Lashley is in is just, like, a booking exercise on how he can lose without losing. You know, they they protecting Bobby Lashley. Oh, like, big they time! I've never boy. seen something like they this. They got something big for him coming. Something is they big must. for him is coming. They I don't must. know what it is, but it, they got something. He might win the Royal Rumble or something. He might. I, he he might do a. He did the uh, hurt lock on uh, two people. He might on do both it on of them. Twenty eight people or twenty nine. My God, they, Bobby Lashley is is up is very protected, very protected as. As as a main star, more protecting than Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins lose a lot. Remember you talked about it. Before yeah, I don't see Seth Rollins when people say, "Oh, he's gonna beat uh, Roman Reigns." It doesn't look like it at all, does it? But that was a great ending to the match. It was creative, you know. Yeah, he was going the suplex. Yeah, suplex off the, the superplex. Then he went to do the Falcon Arrow, but Bobby Lashley hit on with the spear. And Austin Theory sort of, went on, yeah. <laughs> and Austin, uh, uh, and Austin Theory got on top of him. He, he got he got, he hit him a little bit, big man. Yeah, he did. He can. He I mean, look, what's he what's he gonna do, right? He's holding a man in the air. You can't like totally, you know, obliterate him with a spear, right? But yeah, it worked. It, it worked. worked. It, it distracted him enough to get a for three seconds. That's all it needs. Three seconds. Sometimes they make Bobby look so stupid. <laughs> right. Just, poor guy. They just yeah. need to put that headband back on, and it looks. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do, don't do that. I love when this... he came back with the headband, and like he was in tag matches, and he's trying to readjust it. It's like you really think that thing is going to stay on your head. <laughs> like it was funny, but yeah, the fans. This got the fans into it more than maybe any other match. This was a great. This was a great match. If if this was like the main event of the show, this would have been good. Yeah. But Austin, he even looks bigger now, doesn't he? Does he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I I like Austin there even when he was doing the selfie thing. I thought the selfie thing wasn't going to be a main event act, but I thought everything else was. I could do this all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A town down. You know what I'm he saying? He still does like that. that. He he won't, he's not giving up on that. That's right. Cool. I like that right there because that's going to be a a a um a a a, a um, thing for him. Is is a town down? I could do this all day. You're gonna have you gonna have shirts and stuff like that with that stuff with that saying on it. His slogan, his catchphrases, and all that stuff. Um, Remember Seth's face when he saw them both in position for the curb stomp, but he only jumped off of one. To you the saw other. that? That was. I thought a he great... was gonna do two. I thought it, like right. one with one foot and then one with the other. But... Yeah, because he jumped off of Theory back and hit um, Bobby with the curb stomp. 
yeah. which was innovative. Seth Rollins has some of the most innovative ways to get into very get into moves. Um, I love his Phoenix Splash. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, El Presidente and I both think he's like the best wrestler in WWE, basically. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. I think I I would I would I would agree. Um, you know, because. He he can do everything. He has the the character. Even though I didn't like the character at first, I right. um, I didn't like the character. But I understood. Now I started to understand what it was, right. what he was doing. He was trying to do the Joker, right. and um, you know, and and now the music. Maybe the music I didn't like, but it, it grew on me. You know, just oh, like yeah, how Roman, yeah, no, and the, oh, and I guess the people involved in it. So, um, hey, I was wrong on that one. I was wrong. You know. Well, no, he just it, it won you over. That's another way of saying it. Yeah, uh, he was, you know, and he like the, the those three are the best thing that's going on on Monday night right now. Those three guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, um, they need to add one more guy that, to the fray, um, and um, and see what happens. If Brock was there every week, then that would be something good too. Um, but you know, that would be rough though, because you can't. No one's beating Brock, right? Except Roman, yeah. Or Bobby, except Roman. Roman and Bobby. Bobby beat him. So, um, so, I, you know, if they really want to do something, like, something that never been done before. I mean, with Brock, they can put him against Edge. Kind of over Edge at this point. You are. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I had Edge can... flashbacks when Seth was flying through the air with his blonde hair. <laughs> I was like, no. oh snap. <laughs> Okay, so um, up next was the men's war games match, um, yeah. between the Bloodline, the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. Um, uh, flashback to Friday night, uh, when uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn was in the back, <laughs> um, going to the Bloodline, going to the locker room, and Kevin Owens saw him and said, "What are you doing?" He said, "He said these are my brothers." He said, "No," he said, "Um, it's my family." And Kevin Owens said, "You know what? They're going to turn on you. You should turn on them before I tu- before they turn on you." And the door opened up. It was Jay Uso <laughs> listening to the whole sneaking damn- in. That's funny. He was listening to the whole damn conversation. His face. Yeah, he saw his whole damn conversation. And and while they was talking, um, Sam was talking to KO, and Jimmy Jay Uso talked to him. Say, "Yo, was you talking to anybody out here?" And she said, "No." He asked him again, "No." He said, "No." So he lied. Um, he lied to him, and um, and Jay, you know, Jay's skeptical of 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 Sammy anyway, um, you know. So then Roman, they went back and talk, Roman found out. So Roman was like, "Did you talk to anyone?" He said, "Did you talk to Kale?" He said, "Yeah." He, he said, "Yeah." What did you talk about? And he told him exactly. Told, he did a lot of Roman. Yeah. <laughs> he did a lot of Roman. Um, so that well, he sets gave up. he gave two reasons why. He, he lied to Jay. He told Roman, he, I didn't want to put any more on his plate. And number two, I didn't want to put any more on his plate. <laughs> he just kept saying that. Right. Um, so it was interesting. We had some sketches, some segments on the premium live event. Some important ones. Backstage. Very important. Yeah. yeah this, this is a very important. It sets up for this. And Jay Uso was sent out first against... Um, yeah, who would you but, have sent out first in real, like if this was real life in the bloodline? I would have sent out Solo because I think he could take a two on one. 
and be okay, you know? Yeah, but, um, well, yeah, that that would have made, but, but you know, storyline-wise, we had a reason for it. We had to do it because Solo, yeah, because Jimmy, they remember they they had the advantage. The Brawling Brutes had the advantage. So um, they get to send out one before the Bloodline does. So they send out Jey Uso and, 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 and Butch was going at it. And then um, the second one um, came out was Ridge. Ridge is the fridge, <laughs> yeah. and they beating the hell. They beat the hell out of um, Jay Uso for three minutes. Yeah, they, they beat the hell out of him for three minutes, and then you know the countdown ended, and Jay Uso, and Jimmy Uso is about to go out. And Roman sit, Ro, Roman is sitting down. Roman, everybody's standing up. Roman got his own seat. <laughs> he got his own seat inside the cage. Inside the holding cage, and Remy about to go out to help his brother, and he pulled him back. He said, "No, you go, Sammy." And Sammy like what? So Sammy going in there and had to go on there, knowing took that, him a while to get in there, right? Knowing <laughs> that you gonna get you gonna get jumped, you know. For the and the funniest part is they're waiting for him, the brutes, and and Sammy goes, "Jay, Jay," he's trying to wake <laughs> him up, <laughs> wake him up so he can. Have- <laughs> Man, yeah, he tried to get him. So Sammy was, you know, got he finally gets in the ring. Um, he, um, they, you know, they, they, uh, they start beating up on Sammy, and they beat up on Jay until, um, you know, and did Jay, um, Sammy saved Jay when they yeah. tried to go for a kick. He moved him out of the way. He said, "I told you, I got you, I got you." Right? Which doesn't mean a whole lot to Jay because Sammy Jay, saved him a bunch of times before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And um, so everybody's in the ring now because Roman comes out last, and they bring um Jimmy Uso when he comes in he brings in tables he brings in a lot of tables yeah um, and the tables, like three weren't, tables they weren't really used for like big things like there was you know I thought it would, these weren't like big things involving for the most part I mean Roman speared Rich which was right. something but some of the other stuff was kind of minor for the table. the spinning solo wasn't very important on Drew. It was very important. You know, I watched it. I kind of missed the spin part, but I did see the, yeah, the spin. Yeah, the spin is, the the spin is solo through the, the thing, um, through, the, um, through the cage. That took Drew out Yeah. And, um, for the rest of the match. Um, well, that's a good point. Yeah. The KO was dressed up like Dusty Rhodes. He was in cosplay. He had, oh, the, el- he had the elbow. On that. I didn't pick He up had the that. elbow, the red elbow pad like Dusty Rhodes, and he had the Dusty Rhodes T-shirt on. He was just missing the cowboy well, boots. Speaking of clothes, I'm gonna say I didn't like the gray shirts on the brawling brutes. It wasn't a good look. They shouldn't have been wearing them. I think it kind of took away from it for me. I you think bit. so? I did. And the, my other complaint is, um, I'm a fan of Butch, but we didn't get Butch. We got Peter Dunn. Pete Dunn, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I thought he was gonna jump on Jimmy Uso the minute the bell rang and he wasn't he was being yeah. strategic he yeah. wasn't he wasn't Butch he was Pete Dunn yeah because Butch is crazy yeah and that's what I wanted yeah know? we wanted Butch that rabbit I wanted Butch. and I thought I wanted crazy Nikki from for the women's one and she's just sitting on the cage the whole night. yeah she was crazy Joe big man <laughs> only a crazy person would go sit on top of the damn cage and just wait just up watched. top of there I feel like I was just watching watch. a tennis match what, wait well then again was she smart or was she crazy or was she smart which well, one? Was? This is the new, the new Nikki. She's crazy smart. But, but yeah, so yeah, the Pete, Pete done more than I wanted to see Crazy Butch, and we didn't really get that. Um, and then they did what what's kind of become the theme of all these matches. We've seen it in Blood and Guts, where when everyone's in and then they all line up, you know. 
Oh yeah, when Romy came in, they lined up. To but go they to didn't war. like meet in the middle, though. They let them like it just it just lacked a little bit of intensity for me. But. Right, but um, you know, I I hear what you're saying, and hey, uh, you know, you can't get everything perfect. But um, like Roman came in, he didn't do too much. He did a couple Superman punches and a couple ooh ah spears, and that was it. As he did, and then him and Kevin Owens went at it. Um, and um, he hit him with this um, the pop-up power bomb, which Roman did excellent. Took excellent. It was a beautiful pop-up power bomb into the stunner, and for the one, two, and then Sammy oh, yeah, Zayn stopped fam- the ref. Yeah, he tackled the ref, but he did it famously with Keith Lee, the um, oh. from the Survivor Series. Roman's great at that power bomb. Take yeah, yeah, and so Sammy Zayn stopped instead of jumping on. Kevin Owens and breaking up the pin. He he grabbed the referee arm before he got to the count of three and stopped stopped the count of three. And the and funniest then, line from the ref: "What are you doing? What do you <laughs> think he's doing?" Like, oh, I gotta say this: the referees in this match was excellent because it was a lot of um, debris in the yeah. ring, and they moved everything out of the ring. Those guys did an excellent job and of the safest, moving the stuff. The safest person in the whole match was the cameraman. <laughs> you yes. see that guy in the corner? No one's going near him. Yeah, man. Like it's supposed to be a war. <laughs> right. The referee did an excellent he worn job. A, he should have worn a vest that says press. <laughs> so after the stun, after um, um, Sami Zayn um, breaks up the pen from holding the referee arm, um, him and Kevin Owens had a you know a little a little encounter there. He said, "What are you doing? This is my family." He said, "This is your family." He grabbed Roman head by the head by his hair. He said, "This is your family. This is your family." Ooh. And then J- J- Jimmy Uso tried to super kick him, but Kevin Owens caught it. And then um, Sami Zayn low blowed him. That was great. When he went to the corner, then he's just standing around looking confused, like, "What did I just do? What did I just do here?" And um, even though they fought each other, how many times? <laughs> many times they had WrestleMania match. Everything. What and am hated I doing? each other. You know exactly. Forget all that. And so he he bent his knee down next to Roman, who's falling. And Roman looks at him, and then Roman look and just give him a nod. And he did a little kick right in the face, and Kevin Owens falls on him, falls on him, and he's holding Kevin Owens up, and he just let him go. Let him. And drop. then let him drop, and then. Jimmy Jay Uso is there and he looks at Jay Uso and he just put his hand out like go ahead and Jay Uso goes to the top rope and does his Uso splash and for the one, two, three, and the bloodline wins. And then everybody Sammy Zane got the little like I can't believe I did this look, but I'm kinda glad I did it. And Roman put his arms out and he hugs Sammy and the crowd goes crazy. And what got me popped, because I saw this around like 12 o'clock at night when Jay Uso went up there and hugged him. I said, Oh shit. <laughs> and then he picked him up. And then he picked him up and hugged him. And I was like, Oh, this and the crowd was the crowd popped for that too. That was great. And then, and then he did his um his his um his hand his his, his um his um his five um uh, with um oh, with handshake Jimmy. his handshake with Jimmy and um man and then we didn't go, see him we didn't see him with Solo, but we know they're cool. So. Right, they're cool. But, man, that that was some great stuff. And I had to watch it over. I watched it over like three times since then. And I was like, wow. this!" And I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, this was some good. The match, for good, forget the match. Yeah. At the end of the day, forget the match. The match is whatever. It is what it is. This is some of the greatest um, 
storytelling. This bloodline story storyline is some of the greatest stuff. It's up there with the mega power storyline. However it ends. It is. You know, however it ends. This can end so many ways. So many ways it can end. And somebody I think it was Justin Labar who said this. He said, um, if if we get a WrestleMania match between Jay Uso and and Sami Zayn, the backstory for that match would be amazing. Like there's just just the the promo to that match. Because that's a high profile match right now. Yeah. A high profile match between Jay Uso and Sami Zayn. Or if you want to go Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. The backstory from that, from the beginning of the him trying to get acceptance into it until him getting accepted to it until the, the fallout. That whole video package would be crazy. It's damn near a year worth of stuff. What do you think about that? No, yeah, and I remember somebody on Twitter a few like a month ago wrote, um, you know, the crazy thing is we're expecting Roman versus Rock for WrestleMania, but if but the way this storyline has gone, if we get Jay versus Roman, I'm fine with that. You know, I mean, it is it's it was a great moment and I'm glad I'm so glad that they didn't go with Sammy and turning on him for Kevin, because, look, Kevin and Sammy is nice, but it's not at this level. Kevin, it's not it's not at this level. And Kevin Owens, he's a great bad guy. Like, do you know what the funny thing is about these characters? If you if you put Kevin Owens in the bloodline we'd be worried about the bloodline. Right. Him turning on them because he's dangerous. They wouldn't let him in, though, because Roman don't trust him. Right. I'm just saying in an alternate universe, right, right. we'd be more worried about the bloodline turning on him. With Sammy, we're a little bit worried for Sammy because he's such a nice guy, but he's tough exactly. as nails, as he showed in this match. Right. And this is gold for them, and they, they can just keep going with it. They can just, you know, they can still do the comedy, They're probably, which is really the big thing with wwe the, the funny stuff right i mean even even like the we were going crazy over Rhea ripley and dominic for thanksgiving that was funny i mean yeah right. it was violent but it was more funny than anything right and so that's what works for them you know it, it does and it's like you know Sami Zayn, and like it's he he, he starts off want to get in with them because he's the locker room leader and he wants to meet the tribal chief since he's there. And then he wants to have a conversation with him. When they finally had that conversation, you know, it was like, wow, this is this is crazy. But Jay and them, Jay Uso has always been skeptical of him. And like, this guy's trying to play you, Roman, you know. But mm-hmm. for him to finally, and then they had their little, you know, snafus here and there. And finally, and Jay, and, and, and during the match, I forgot to say this. Um, Jay Uso um, super kicked Sami Zayn in the face and knocked him out. And Jimmy Uso was trying to help him out. And Jay Uso was like, "No, leave him. Don't worry about him. Come over yeah. here, and help me." Yeah, you know, during the match. That's and a great. The, and that's why when and Sammy was helping everybody, he was trying to help everybody. You know what I'm saying? He was helping Roman. He was helping Jay. He was helping Soul. He was trying to help everybody. You know, try, he was like the match was basically. Evolved around Sami Zayn and what and what was he doing? It was a storyline match more than a, a oh yeah. Match. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And, and this and, and those are the best parts of storyline matches. Well, those that's WWE, right? Right. That's WWF, and you know the Sammy at the end. I mean, he was front and center. Mm-hmm. Is it just me, or was did, was Roman looking at him differently towards the end? Even he after was. the hug, mm-hmm. was something going on? But you can't trust Roman because Roman is like he just. <laughs> He played a hell of his character because you can't trust his character. He looked like he, he was going to turn on him on Monday night. He like he always gonna... does. Yeah. He always does. He this guy sits. He everybody else standing up. He's sitting down. He's telling people, "Yo, no, come back. You let him go." He don't talk. He he don't he he don't he not demonstrative. He's not none of that. You can't trust him. You don't know what he does. He could turn. He could tell Jay Uso. And Jimmy also to turn on Sami Zayn tomorrow. That's what it felt like. It almost felt like when Sami yelled, "This is my time." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he said this is the bloodline or if he this said this is the bloodline. It's the bloodline. He said this he is said, the bloodline. And then I love the part though where he picked up Pete Dunne. He's like, "Do you know who that is?" Yes, yes, That's the tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Roman, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks this that he was giving him some side eye at the he end. Do, he he but, is because Roman. Because Roman can turn on him at any moment. Like Roman can just have a bad day, yeah, and say, you know what, uh, the Sami Zayn guy, I never liked you anyway, yeah. and and uh, uh, Jay was right, you know what I'm saying? And or you know he could cost him a match. That would be what you just said. If if Monday night after all this and they're all celebrating Sammy, if Roman said to Jay, you know what, you were right about him, and then Jay would be like, wait, what? That would be something. And then Jay is in the middle again. Because Jay being in the middle is always some of the greatest turmoil. For the, you know. Well, Jay, main event Jay Uso is front and center of the bloodline. He always has been. Yeah. He's been. He was. He was. He started it off with him fighting on um, Jimmy um, Roman. And until this, this was their best. That was their best storyline. Yes, um, it was better than the Wise Man and Brock. None of that. Yes, stuff way better, Big Man. Yeah. Way, way better, way better. And and it continued because there's a inner struggle of the bloodline too. Because Roman could beat up his Roman could beat up his family member at the drop of a dime because he don't care. And you if they fight saying? back, they're like out of the family or something. Like right. That. Just... So he doesn't care. And it, it's so many ways they can go. They can go. People going against Roman, and Roman could be Roman and Solo versus the Usos, or you get what I mean. It could be so. It could go so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, don't, uh, I mean I don't know. Just my minor criticisms of this match. Um, I mentioned the women made a much better use of the cage. There were times in this match where it felt like it didn't even need to be in a cage. Um, right. A little bit of lack of intensity again. What I said about Pete Dunne more than getting Butch. Um, it was funny to see the cameraman just chilling like in the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is. It would have been interesting just to see a little bit of of Sheamus and Drew kind of arguing over who's going to pin a prone Roman Reigns or try to go for the pin because they both want that rematch. Um, but I did love when Drew said, I'm feeling Usi. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't really, Drew, Sheamus, and the Brutes, they didn't really get a lot out of this match. It wasn't for them. It was it for it was a Kevin. It they was a storyline match. Things. Yeah, Kevin outshining Drew. I kind of right. don't like Kevin outshining Sheamus after the year Sheamus has had. Sheamus has had the don't best. Like that. Yeah, he deserved a little more. I felt in this. But... Twenty twenty two Sheamus has is like a ninety a ninety five. Yeah, 
2022 Sheamus. Yeah. But they, they, they suffered they at have... the expense of Kevin Owens. But, That's why but, I thought they should have brought in a Braun Breaker. But we saw why they needed Kevin Owens for this, for sure. Right. This was they. It was they was there for. There was a second afterthought. Yeah. The problem. The, the the main issue here is Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Bloodline. That's what the. That's what this is about. Yeah. That's what it's about, and that's what. And, and to be honest with, this what made it because yeah. they couldn't. You can't have the emotion of Sami Halula kicking up, low blowing him, Halula kicking, then holding him, you know, because of the history that they have, and letting him go, and then serving him up to to Jay Uso. Because remember, they didn't touch during the the match. Yeah. They did not fight not one time during the match. The first time they touched in that whole thirty minute match was when he low blowed them and he hit them with a halula kick. Other than that, they had no they had no interaction. They didn't touch each other that whole match. They stood away from each other. That was great um, booking on the WWE WWE um, point part because they didn't they did not touch each other not one time. Until that last segment, that last part of the portion of the match, and and it, they needed this to help with, they needed Kevin Owens to help with the part of the bloodline, and it, and to be honest with you, it worked because it got it got me to pop for it, the, the Jay Uso accepting him, but did he really accept him? You know what I mean? Because you can't really trust these guys. No, you can't. You can't really trust them, and Sammy, Sammy, I would say this since. About March of last year, through WrestleMania to now, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns have been the focal points of WWE television with the best thing they got going on because they had Stone Cold and Austin versus Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens kept on going from there. Sami Zayn with his match with um with um the Jackass character. Oh, that was great. That was some great stuff. And then before that, he was doing the insane stuff. Yeah, on TV. So him and uh, Johnny Knoxville, that was some great stuff. And then from there on, he went into the bloodline stuff. And but then, but we gotta remember them. Sammy Zayn was trying to win matches by getting counted out. Oh, and I, <laughs> yeah, and I loved I, and that's kind of, I loved the um, and that was a little bit of the Daniel Bryan origins, you know, winning by count out and going yes. Mm-hmm. But I loved the um when he had. Uh, one of the Paul brothers, right? Which one was it? Who was at ringside for one of his matches? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. No, Logan. No, Logan. Logan, Logan, Logan is Paul. in the ch- and he's just trying to watch the match to see like what's the conspiracy, and he's just like studying, and there's nothing there. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's some that good stuff, great. man. It's some good. That was like two years ago. That was some good yeah. stuff, man. And they made Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did the best thing by not going to AEW. For their career. Did AEW want Sami Zayn? I think they was gonna try both of them. I think they could have got come on, they 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 got they got um my boy. Uh oh yeah, that's because Chris Jericho wanted him there and some others. So they did the best thing by re-signing with WWE because they've been they've been at the forefront of of WWE television the last year or so. You know, with Roman and the bloodline. So, you know, Drew here and there. Um, but, um, and also, if you look in that match yesterday, a lot of international flavor. You know, yeah. a lot of international flavor. Um, so, 
WWE. And a lot of and a lot of Paul Heyman over the shoulder outside the cage in all the shots of Roman was great. Yeah, man, you saw him in the cage looking at him. And when Roman started, um, when he was up next and the clock was going down, he was he was um, um, getting his fingers together, wiping off his fingers, getting ready yeah. to form and Paul Heyman looked behind with with the with the. <laughs> that was hilarious. With the belt, with the monotic look on him, and man, this great storytelling. Um, the match, and I don't care about the match. The match is okay, but this was going. This is going to go down as one of the best storyline matches of the year. And well, I think you're it, right about comparing it to the um, Mega Powers. You know, mm-hmm. very good comparison. But I, I want to ask you your your question here. Where do they go from here? Do they go? Ultimately, because it has to end sooner or later, right? Do you end this sooner? When do you? I, I'm going to ask you two questions here. When do you end this? You know, I, I'd say you wait till you at least. This can go on for a while because you're going to have a while before Logan Paul gets better. Um, I. I think they were right not to end it over Kevin Owens. I don't think he's worthy of that. So I, you know, as long as it's a little funny, um, I would, I would actually, I wouldn't get ahead of it. I would wait till it gets a little, when you notice a little bit of a drop and then I would go for a change. Before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania? After WrestleMania. After okay. WrestleMania. So with, go ahead. Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. No, you, I said you. I don't know. That's why I asked this question. I really don't know. I normally would have a gauge for this, but I don't because you don't want to. You don't want to end it too quick, but you don't want to keep it too long, right? And then when you think it's it's about to hit its climax, they does they do this, you know. Now they accepted him into the bloodline. Now, can I mean obviously he's going to try to prove his worth there, right? Before yeah. there's some tension again, right? right. And then there's tension and then but that's gonna be over a number of weeks. That's not gonna just happen right away. They're not gonna do all this just to get it to for them because there's no premium live event until the Royal Rumble. I think the next thing come out would be the Royal Rumble when he somebody gets eliminated. And then that starts that can start, you know, some um some a chink in the armor there. Well there is a moment. They're showing it I'm watching it on Twitter when they do the hug. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see what if we can hear what he says. I'm just getting to that point. Let me see. There's the embrace. And there's the hug. And I'm just seeing exactly. This is one second. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. He said bloodline. It would be interesting if he said my time, because then the camera immediately went to Roman's face. Because he's bloodline? He and then he looked away. Right. So, and then he it, ripped up his honorary Usur. He ripped it off. I think he's going to be... Uh, it's 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 really good. It's it's uh, We don't want it to end, and we're fine with it. Yeah, but they're going to have to keep, you know... It's up to Roman, right? Because we don't know what he's going to be doing. It's not up to Roman. It's up to the writers to continue to make this interesting every week. That's the problem. I mean, a good story. Let me ask you this. A good story. How long a good story on last, big man? In your in your opinion? A year? Two years? What's the maximum? 
Secret storyline. I know the Mega Powers one was a year. Well, it started you know, 80, 88, 88. Well, here we have. 87. Yeah, 87 to 88. Well, we to have. 80, um, into 89. We have five people. Mm-hmm. They're all active wrestlers, so we don't know what injuries might end up happening here and there. Right. So things might change just by necessity, where they'll get, you know, buying time. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I hope that, you know, I'm just enjoying It's the only thing that and Ray and, and Dominic are the only things I really like. Right. So, on WWE, to be honest. So. I hope it doesn't change. Well, that's a well. That's that's the best thing. Is that's the main event. That's the main. That's the main thing they building their card around. Is th- that and so that's a good thing that you like that because that's the main thing that they that's bringing everybody in is that storyline. And do is Sami Zayn right now, and like if he wins the Royal Rumble, is that a, a him a Roman Reigns? Well, that could that main event WrestleMania night two. Yeah, you know, of course it could, I think, but there's a difference. Like, Sammy's not a threat. You know, it's not like, you know, usually in these situations, like if this was with Flair and the Horsemen and Lex Luger wins, like, the Royal Rumble, that's where they're like, you know, do the right thing or Jericho and Sammy, Guevara. But but here it's like Roman's somebody who wouldn't even tell Sammy to go easy on him. He just want to go in there and destroy him. And then maybe hung up afterwards. Oh, I got you know, So he's just such a dominant person, you know. And if Kevin Owens is is not going to be the what comes between them, the only thing I could think of is if the Logan, the Paul brothers, tell Sammy they'll make him an honorary Paul or something like that. Right. <laughs> but we still haven't seen Sammy's movie, right? Right. No, you're absolutely right. If 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 they can't get the Rock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you saw Conan, um, you listened to Conan podcast. Yeah. They about what what they said about The Rock. Is he going downhill or something like? That? No, they saying that the thing that's like kind of a snafu right now is that The Rock people they don't want him to they don't want him to basically look looks lose in a in a in a manner where because he's a because he's like black the, his people don't really want him to lose because he's a superhero. On people's screens, he's Black Adam. So for him, to, they don't want they they want him to be portrayed strong, really strong. And so yeah, this isn't Hulk Hogan coming back to you know at the age of whatever, right? To lose to The Rock. This is, I mean, The Rock is good for business, right? That's why we were always a little bit confused why John Cena always seems to lose, right? Right. Like it. I mean, I, I get it, but I don't really get it. You know, because it's not the same fo- rules that apply. John right. Cena's not Hulk Hogan at the age of sixty something or 50, right. late fifties. So yeah, I'd have no problem if Rock needs to win something, but I think we we thought it might be a tag team match or any or something like that. Right. If, if he does come back, but you know, it'll be it'll be funny because if you have the Rock trash talking Dominic or Rhea Ripley, if they go in that direction. Or if you have, um, you know, if Roman's injured and The Rock fills in for him as Tribal Chief for like a week or two weeks on Raw, or I'm sorry, SmackDown going into a pay-per-view. All kinds of things they could do. 
If if they can't get the Rock, what what will be the next biggest match they can do? What minus the Paul? Because I don't think they're doing Roman Reigns and, and Logan Paul again. So my, what's the biggest match for Roman if they cannot get the Rock? Oh, it would be the if now Logan Paul won't be healed by then, right? Otherwise, I would have said the Paul brothers against Roman and Sammy or something like that. Um, or Roman and Jay with no. I'm Sammy. talking about for the for the for the championship because you know championship is going to be on the line. Oh, so what singles yeah. match? What's the biggest match for WrestleMania Night Two that they can build this whole pay per view around? Hollywood. I don't. I don't even know if it would be a singles match. I mean, it could be like the this is like the bloodline in Roman is bigger than the title right now. You know. Um, Everyone's talking about Roman hugging Sammy. Nobody's saying anything about who's the world champion, you know. Right. So it could even be a tag team match or or something, and people would be fine with that. I'd rather go in that direction than just build, like, if it's somebody you already know Roman's going to smash, you know. Um, They could always bring back Brock. Which they we ain't always doing that do. again. I don't want to do that again. Oh, we can't they, do that again. They'll do what they want. We just we just did that. They, I look, don't want to do that. You, look, man, you're paying like seven dollars. They'll do whatever they want. To do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'll tell you. You know, you're not. We're not Saudis. You know, if that's the case. There. They need to. They need to put WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia. Then if that's well, the case. They get the best part ever. I know who you're. Th- you're right. I'd be fine with that. But oh. I know you're thinking of probably Cody Rhodes, right? <sighs> Maybe I don't know, because it might be Cody Rhodes. But then again, I don't know. He's been off our television for such a long period of time, and is he still going to have that same momentum? He had a lot of momentum. That's a good him. question because Johnny Gargano sure didn't. The next few times uh, oh, he came man. out, <laughs> exactly. So will will they? Will you know? What I'm saying will will he have that? Will he, is he still going to get that that superstar entrance? And get that superstar push like he had because he was he was getting he was only two people was getting fireworks, um, pyro like that was him and Roman. He was getting pyro twice, and and that's for superstars only. And he was getting it, and Roman's getting it. And since then he's been gone. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of people have been built. So, I mean, by ahead of him now. Austin Theory's ahead of him now. Um, he got to give a ba- he, he more than likely he's going to have to give a match a uh, a uh, 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 a loss back to Seth, right? Eventually, because he beat Seth three times. So, you know, Kevin Owens is ahead of him. Um, you know, so a lot of people done jumped him. You know, so it's going to be really hard for him unless he just win the Royal Rumble and go from there. So. That's a good. That's a good point. I mean, look, wrestle. It's in Philadelphia, right? No, it's in Los Angeles. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at 2024. Yeah, because that's brotherly love. Right, it's the city of brotherly love. So right. that could be, you know, family members going at it. Los Angeles, I guess it would have to be. Um, it has to be Cody. No, I mean it, the Rock or something. It has to be the. Had to be the Rock, right? I mean, it's L.A. There's no reason not to, right? Or it could be uh, the other Paul brother getting revenge for his brother who has the injury. 
I don't know if his brother is as good as as Logan. I don't know. I don't oh, know. He's just that. as good. He'd be just as good. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Jake Paul. Yeah. Man. Well, we'll see, man. I know one thing. We'll see what happens on Monday. Do the bloodline do? People, a lot of people are saying that Triple H is more invested in SmackDown than Raw, and I might, I can see that because so much stuff is going on on SmackDown, and I don't care what a lot of people say. I like the Bray Wyatt and LA, LA Knight stuff. I like that stuff because LA Knight can talk, and Bray Wyatt is talking. I like this stuff. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you. No, me too. Look, if Bray, if Bray, oh, and Bray Wyatt's another person that, that who knows what they'll come up with. But if Bray, you know, LA Knight is keeping Bray Wyatt from just, you know, making his character, you know, pop too soon, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And like I said, I've never a fan of Bray Wyatt's long rambling promos. Uh -huh. And this is keeping him from doing that. You know, because right. LA Knight does all the talking. Right. Um, <laughs> he can talk, man. He got something else, man. He's I think funny, it would be man. funnier if he had his, <laughs> if he still had his modeling agency. But oh, yeah, the maximum male model. Yeah, he's just, he's just, man. That guy's just, he's just funny, man. He's, he can, you know what? He can just, he can, he's gonna be a big star just by talking. You know, as long as he don't, they don't put him on TV to lose a lot. You know what I'm saying? He'd be all right, you know, but he lie, he could get into good storylines. I imagine him against um Roman and he the talking and then Sammy, he oh man, that'd be some great stuff, man. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's a lot of things they can do that are just funny. All their viral moments have been I mean, the biggest one of the year probably has been Logan Paul, right? Jumping off right. the but other than that, it's been some of the comedy stuff they do. Yes. That's what we want to see, you know. Yes. And and for all the talk about the Attitude Era, the the scenes that people always replay are really the funny stuff. It's Kurt Angle with the milk truck. It's Stone Cold with the beer truck. The it's rock the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Rock so, talking about everybody. Mickey Mouse tattoos on the Undertaker. Yeah, so the fans shouldn't get too high and mighty about the Attitude Era and comparing it because at the end of the day, people. And and nothing was funnier to to people in my family who are not wrestling fans than Stephanie McMahon during the Attitude Era. That was oh. hilarious, wasn't it? Yep. Like her problems with Daddy. Oh, by the way, speaking of hilarious, um, so Wales lost to Iran in mm -hmm. the World Cup. Did you know that? No. Right. So um, a fan had his thoughts. <laughs> from Wales, and I just wanted to play it for you, if that's okay. okay. Are you ready? Yep. This is very quick. Here. I think for Iran, it's probably their biggest victory since the Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund at WrestleMania. Did you hear that? He <laughs> said what? <laughs> that's what he, did you hear him? No, no, there you go. Right. Here it is. Can you hear that? You're going to hear it in a second. Here. Here. 
<laughs> this Bob Backlund, he beat Bob. The IC beat Bob Backlund at the uh, WrestleMania. Yes, the Welsh fans <laughs> think it's their biggest victory since the Irish League beat Bob Backlund. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tehran, Iran, number one. You want to say? <laughs> oh, that was funny, man. Yeah, the Welsh is funny. Oh man. All right, so. um We'll see how it goes in the coming weeks, man. But this pay-per-view was a success. It's, you know, it's, it was, you know, the three hours is long and especially in the winter time where it mm -hmm. just gets later so early, mm -hmm. like I'm just falling asleep, but I liked it. I really liked it. It could have used a survivor series match and we all know which match that should have been. Yep. Um, but whatever the moment at the end is made up for more than made up for anything. Exactly. That was the best thing going um, to be honest, I think this was better than the the full gear. Yeah, yeah. To me, I did. I did go back um, to watch that. Um, why I don't know. It cost the same amount, <laughs> but but you're right. I totally agree. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, and we'll see tonight is Ricky Steamboat's last match. You watching it? Fifteen dollars. I think I will. Okay. What is it again? Is Ricky Steamboat and who by himself? No, Ricky Steamboat and FTR. Uh huh. Versus, um, let me just go back. I think it's Brock Anderson and Ryan Pillman Jr. I'm going to confirm this. Don't worry. Okay. Yes, and um, Jay Lethal, who's like the master of these matches, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's called it's big time wrestling. They're doing Return of the Dragon. Uh, the card is pretty good, actually. It's um, also Matt Hardy versus Crowbar. Oh, Crowbar back! Crowbar's back. Jimmy Valiant, Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man's Invitational Battle Royal. Uh huh. Kerry Morton versus Brian Pillman Jr. Wait a minute, he's what he working twice? Brian Pillman. Wait, let me see. Wait. Did I get that first? Wait, Ricky with FTR versus Jay Lethal, Brock Anderson, and a mystery partner. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express against the Briscoe Brothers. Okay. Steiner Brothers will be there. Kane will be there. Jake Roberts will be there. What the hell Kane um, doing it? It says Scott and Rick will be in action. Um, Rick and Scott's going to be in action? Yeah, and Teddy Long will be guest commissioner. Lex Luger will be guest timekeeper, and Ron Simmons special enforcer. For the last match, I'm assuming. But by the way, big uh, asterisk lineup subject to change. Oh, <laughs> so, damn! But I mean, I ordered Ric Flair's last match, and the best, the two best matches on the card were really the Lucha Libre. And the um, Ric Flair's match, which was more of a spectacle. Mm -hmm. Everything else was not very good. Um, but it was, I'm glad I saw it. So, What are you going to watch this on? Uh, at Fight TV. It's on in two hours. Isn't that weird? What it's time? Five o'clock. Okay. That's interesting. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, this was a, this was a really good pay-per-view. This was, yeah. or I'm sorry, premium live. Did you see um, the press conference afterwards with Triple H? What what happened on it? I I don't know how long it went on for, but he did say something pretty interesting. Um, they asked him about Hell in a Cell, 
because uh-huh. we heard they weren't doing the pay-per-view anymore or the premium live event. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, Helen, he said kind of, he said what we kind of thought, you know, Helen is sell. That's something where you challenge somebody to, as the, as the blow off of a few. Right. You don't do that with an elimination chamber or a money in the bank. You don't say, Hey, I want you in a money in the bank match. It's a special kind of match. Now, you know, we kind of feel the same way though about war games, right? It's not something you just schedule. It's something you build to, or, you know, but you know, it was cool. He said they, they just wanted to do it. They've been wanting to do war games forever. Right. But yeah. So, yeah, I, I tell you why they did the war games. I mean, even though it was, it was, it was to give these people something in Boston, something special to look yeah. forward to because they just gave away a massive pay-per-view caliber match and, Two weeks before that, that that in in Saudi Arabia, and they gave away all those matches which they could have did, say for Survivor Series. So that's why they gave them something. I I, I have no problem with it. And know? they also, I I think you're I think you're exactly right because it also gave us a reason to watch it. Um, we could have very easily skipped this or put it off. Um, if this wasn't a War Games event, I know you're a huge Bloodlines fan. You're a Roman fan more than anything. So you would have tuned in. But, you know, there was something interesting about Peacock. One of their successful series that they have, um, they're actually licensing out to another platform, not Peacock. So there's this idea is what are they going to do with Peacock? Are they kind of toning it down a bit? WWE just needs people to keep tuning into these events on Peacock. They have a $500,000 contract that's coming up. Right. And I don't think they're going to get another one for more money. So they just want to make sure they got something. And, and doing things like this will keep it. Yeah. Um, I hope so. Because it's, 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 it's a lot of bang for your buck. I don't and, it's, and by the way, it's not a criticism of the WWE. There was just such a, you know, just, you know, like they talk about the Silicon Valley bubble. You know, where everybody was doing these companies, startup bubbles. This was kind of a, the pandemic ushered in kind of this um, streaming service bubble where all these, they were handing out money hand over fist, thinking they were going to get tons of more subscribers each year, and it stopped. So we'll see what happens, you know. Look, AEW could be thrown off of Time Warner for no reason. They're cutting everything, you know. So we'll see what happens. Well, speaking of AEW, um, Dynamite, the, William Regal came out and to explain what happened with the, him turning on, giving MJF the brass knuckles. Yeah. Big Nick, make sense of this, please. Okay. Oh, okay. So make sense of William Regal saying his big announcement is that the big announcement is that uh, MJF will be here next week to explain an email that he sent to MJF. <laughs> Wasn't that the announcement, basically? The announcement was, you'll find out next week when MJF is here. And I sent him an email, which none of you can know about. Okay. And Moxley comes out, obviously, right? Yeah, and Brian Danielson ends up looking like Butch. Uh, he has his little hat. He has his little dad clothes on and he sounds like a little kind of pleading whining please don't hurt him please don't hurt him and then moxley tells him to run 
and that was that. It was a disappointment. There's did no he other run? way to he say. He didn't it. even run. He, he kind of did it. Yeah, he just walked away. But oh, and this, and Brian slapped him, slapped uh, Mox in the face. This was some. We went from good storytelling to so this is some bad storytelling. Um, yeah. First of all, who? When a title is changed, right? When 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 a big angle go off a pay per view, it normally starts off the next show. The 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 person who wins the belt or the hot starts the damn show. Why MJF is not on TV? Right. Why, Good big point. man? That's a great Why? Point. Why? Please tell me which who's smart. This is why AEW is 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 going bad right now. It's going bad. Why is MJF not on TV? Why Didn't big they man? Give him more answer. money or something like that. Yeah, why is he? Mm-hmm. He got the he got the belt. He just won the belt. A hot angle of one of their biggest shows of the year. Where uh, you just in the, in the press conference, you cursing and and um, expletives to the to to the rink to the wrestling journalists, and mm-hmm. just walking out and. You don't show up on Dynamite this week? Like, people that tuned in to see that, to see MJF, that's a total disappointment. People turning that off. That's the best thing you got going on right now. Why would he not be on TV this week? I didn't even think of that, to be honest, but you're exactly right. You got, Your biggest thing that you got going on, the biggest wrestler you got going on right now, the champion is not on TV? Why not? Mm-hmm. What are they doing here? He's turned into a special attraction. Well, is wasn't that kind of the gist of um, Moxley's promo to him before they had their match? He's like, I do my research on my opponents. I look at what you've done this last year. He just showed he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> you know? But uh, look, I don't. And then Regal. It's, Regal, it, it, Regal was stand, a letdown because every time he has the mic, it's always been awesome, mm-hmm. but not this time. Not this time because they didn't give him too much to go. They why Moxley not beating him up? Yeah, he just cost him a title on purpose. Why is Brian Danielson? Why is Brian Danielson defending Regal when he just saw what Regal did? What? what there's no discussion to that. Y'all gotta beat him. What is this? What is this? Please make sense of this. What is this? He slapped Moxley. What is this? This has been a disaster. This Blackpool Combat Club has been a disaster from what it was supposed to be. Well, I know the and only thing you like about it disaster. is Willow Yuta, right? Oh, it's... my God. Good. <laughs> the best thing about it, they didn't show Willow Yuta and yet. This has been a disaster, big man. I, I'm not hating on AEW, but this is this was supposed to have been one of the best things going right now on AEW television. John Moxley and Brian Danielson, they 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 bleed they bleed together, they fight together, and now they beating everyone up. They running ramp, they running they running ramp shop on AEW television every week. You get what I mean? Nobody can stop this formidable duo. But look at what they and they got William Regal, the master behind it. You know, having them beat people up in the middle of the ring in, in their backstage promo, telling them to, to show no mercy to no one. And then what they go do, they bring in Willie Utah. And they went downhill from there. I agree. And they just did a and they just did a, a damn a, a damn hill turn 
on on well, I don't even know if it is a hill turn. They just had um what's William Rico give um MJF brass knuckles to to hit to hit Moxley and win the title. But for what? He's not even on TV the next week to explain it. They didn't even give you no explanation on why this happened. And they well, got Moxley to... looking stupid in the ring. Moxley looking stupid in the ring and Brian Dench looking even more stupid. Tell my don't hit him. He's an old man. Like this makes no sense. Well, we also, and, and this is the same show where we have Swerve and and uh, Keith Lee are going to talk it out. Right? Explain that! After he slaps, Swerve slaps Keith what Lee in the face. This? What Keith is Lee this? Keith Lee walks away, and now they're going to talk it out. And we'll what, see is this? what is this, big man? This is your show. What is this? What is this? <laughs> Well, remember part of the reason why it's my show is because it's interesting watching someone who is a lifelong fan go through the ups and downs and just see what happens with the show. So there are a lot of times I don't like what I see, but I watch it because it's like a documentary of this wrestling company. Okay. All right. After that, we get Orange Cassidy um, defeating um, Jake Hager. For the All Atlantic Championship, Jake well, Hager again. because what? his hat because he lost his hat and he needs it. Don't you get what? It? <laughs> the bucket hat that means so much to him. Okay, I'm all for Orange Cassidy winning, right? But they don't have him in no storyline that makes that that can help build him up. Well, they I'm going to I'm gonna say this, and you might totally disagree with me. One, I don't like the belt, the All Atlantic title. Right. But two, it made more sense with Pac, and I think it was better with Pac than than right now. Give Orange a different belt, but this isn't doing anything for me. I, I agree. Maybe they, should, they, should, they shouldn't have added this belt. They should have gave Orange the team, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. They got a 1,000 belts. They got Ring of Honor. Oh. What, what, was, what is Rampage? Ring, Rampage is Ring of Honor now? Yeah. The Ring of Honor show? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to get to that soon. All right, so... Then um, the Eliminator Championship Finals. Ricky Starks defeated All Ego Eastern Pace. He can't even win a damn Ego All Ego Eastern Pace can't even win a damn tournament to get a shot. Well, he, the thing that's kind of weird is when you look at who he, Page beat to get there, and then he doesn't win. I mean, this was supposed to be like the minute he beat Eddie Kingston. I thought, oh. This is Ethan Page. He's going to win. Why right. would you have him beat Eddie Kingston? Right. I mean, Eddie Kingston and Ma- and MJF? Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. So, look, unless I guess this match is just going to be one of those one-off matches, right? Because, oh. look, Ricky Starks, I love his music. Yeah. And the fans are behind him, but to a point, you know? Right. I don't, I don't know. I like Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I. I like he can talk. He he's real. He's, he's real. real. He's he's a he's a good dude. I like I like him. Um, is he more of a WWF WWE guy? I think so. Both of them guys are WWE guys. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, if you put them in the right storyline, if you get the the a Sami Zayn type storyline that that fits them, that works, then they can be stars. Oh, Eagle can talk. You can see him on Monday Night Raw opening it up and start talking. You know what I mean? So can mm-hmm. Ricky Starks as well, but. It's it's tough, big man, because both of these guys 
they both can't afford to take losses right now. You know? And they put themselves in a corner. Now, look. Now, Ego, all Ego, Ethan Pace is back where he was before, even though he got two wins. It means nothing. Oh, exactly. And, and there was no excuse to lose, right? Like, his manager um, helped him as much as he could. And he still lost, you know? So And, and, then, and they, Ricky Starks was, how injured was he in this match? He was in so much pain, and he still wins, you know? So he gets a title shot, right? Which he's not going to win, right? Well, nobody's <laughs> going to win. MJF going to hold that belt for a long time. When he's going to have a belt shot um, in a, like three more months? I don't know. I mean, there's some wishful thinking from fans, and I hope they're right that CM Punk will be back. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Death Triangle, game two, match two, Death Triangle defeated <laughs> the Elite. And in this match, Kenny Omega bit Pat Arm. And he did the GTS. Yeah. Um, because he went in Chicago. Um, the Chicago fans were all over the place. They was like FCM Punk, fuck the elite. Then they were cheering for Coke Cabana. These people are bipolar in, in Chicago. I don't know what they're doing over there. And see and Kitty Omega, there's reports that saying that he wants to, everybody to move on from this. But yeah, he's doing the GTS and he's biting people. Like, what is going on here, big man, with this? I don't know. I mean, I thought the, the, the funny part was earlier he had tweeted, let's just, you know, move on. I don't want fans to dwell on this. And then he does this, which was hilarious. A lot of things going on. I mean, will CM Punk be back? Is this kind of bait? Is this all part of the storyline? By the way, it says there's this idea that Regal signed a one-year contract with AEW because the whole understanding is he's going to go back to WWE or NXT. Um, but here's what I would say about that. He's better in AEW than he was in NXT. Probably so. No, when he first came in AEW, yes. But he has been used as nothing but an announcer. He'll walk out with them and then walk to the damn announce table and be an announcer. But his best moments in the last 10 years have been in his beginning in AEW. But of course, you know, his son is in, is in NXT. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's kind of weird about his son, Brooklyn Muller? They let go of some of those guys who were like the hardcore wrestler types. Mm-hmm. They made them a tag team. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was or- or- Orny? Orny. Orny Lockett. Right. And there was another guy. They let them go. And Regal's son is the same thing. Oh, by the way, do you know who I never realized this? I'm so stupid. Um chase owens uh-huh. right remember we were saying like we like him he's such a great wrestler but where have we seen him yeah um we have seen him he just looks different um uh let me just google i just want to make sure i get their names right you remember the matt hardy tag team tournament he had for the broken matt hardy tournament um, the tag team Apocalypto. Yes. Um, you saw it, right? Yeah. So he had an independent tag team on that was very um, big on the independent scene mm-hmm. that did pretty well. And Chase Owens was one of them. He was uh, Harlem. And there were the brothers, oh. the, I forgot their last name. I think, I the think I brothers. 
I think I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the Bravado yeah. brothers. Um, the real life brothers, Harlem and Lancelot. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, Harlem is Andre Chase. Oh, wow. Just, just without with the short haircut. He, he used to have awesome hair. He probably still does. He just cut it. Um, but they were very good. Oh, great little nugget there, big man. Yeah, yeah. Great tag team. Yeah, man. So the elite, what's your thoughts on this match? And they down 0-2. Yeah, look, it's it's um we didn't like the idea of this best of seven at all. Um do you know what a fan on Twitter wrote something interesting? He said he wrote that now that Ray Phoenix has used the hammer and Pac has used the hammer, he should have try to get Swerve or Keith Lee to use it. He should start his own group, Death Hammer. <laughs> well, he said hammer, and I wrote to him, they should call it Death Hammer or something based on the hammer. Look, there's a lot of things that aren't really... You know, the the return of Malachi Black should have been a bigger deal. But they ruined it by doing a video beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things kind of not going well for AEW as far as expectations. But look, their pay-per-view did was great, you know, right. full gear. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like they always, somebody, you know, there was a question online, what's something AEW does better than WWE? And my response was, there are expectations for their weekly show. Like, we're, we've been disappointed lately, but we have to watch it, right? I can skip Raw and SmackDown and go on the website and, and, and see the whole show in clips. But um, And then AEW pulls out this amazing pay-per-view, first one without CM Punk. But um, I'm just trying to avoid answering your questions about what's going on with <laughs> <laughs> I see that was because I have no idea, man. I've got no idea. <laughs> I don't either. Um, because if you let you look at it, the elite came back, right? The elite. This shows you that is there some people that's not happy with the elite because they came back and they're working with their friends. They're working with you know they bought Pentagon there, they bought Phoenix there, they bought Pack there. They was the original guy there, so. These guys owe the elite, you know, stuff because they help a job because of them. And, of course, they wouldn't go against the elite for CM Punk regardless. So they came back, and now they're going to work with them for the next seven weeks without working with anyone else. They're going to work with their friends for the next seven weeks without working with anyone else in the backstage, you know, because they, they can trust them. They can trust the, the – the, they can trust Pac, and they can trust Pentagon. They can trust – Ray Phoenix. So do they want to trust anyone else until this stuff blows over for the next month or two? Because they're going to work with these guys. Mm. And you know, nobody really thought about talk about that. But, you know, because they're going to work with them for seven weeks straight, you know. And cause this is going to seven games. This is going to go seven matches, you know. This may go um, the they, first. They might, they might get swept because they might try to you know, swerve. They not get. They not Remember, get. Did you ever think they were going to lose in the first round of the first tag team tournament? No, but I knew they was. But they 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 didn't want to make it seem like that their book they're burying everyone. So I'm not. I'm. I'm. I wasn't shocked they lost the private party. 
you know. Wow. They trying to build up. They was trying. They trying to build up people, you know. And remember, they didn't have the belts for a long. Kenny Omega didn't have the belt in for about a year, or so you know. And he needed that belt. Things didn't pick up until he got the belt, and then they started uh, influx of talent with Brian Danielson and PM Punk, and this when he really took off to the biggest heights, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, big man. Um, up next was Jamie Hayter, DMD. This is a triple threat match. Uh, defeated Willow, um, Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, Anna J, and your girl Ty Mello. Michael, well, because it's Chicago, which is Sky Blue's hometown, you know what that means? She got pins. <laughs> so, <there you> <laughs> Not much here for me. It was right. it was fine. It was just there. Yeah, what do you think of the Britt Baker cheerleading Jamie Hader kind of thing? Is that... Um. I just know one. I'm glad Jamie Hitter got the belt, but the belt needs to be on Brit on Brit Baker. I'm sorry. And no, um, I agree. And and it's just and it's Brit Baker is in the shadow. I mean, is in the background, and it's like she's looming over her, and everyone knows that these women started have that should have the belt, and it's just I don't know, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't she's- know. You know, it's like, you know, when we talk about when Ric Flair was not world champion. But Ric it, Flair was never in the four horsemen and didn't have the belt. And Barry Windham had the belt. What do you mean? Meaning he was never in, he was never, he was, the four horsemen was, Ric Flair was never in the four horsemen where somebody else had the, the world championship no, belt. No, right. It was Sid Vicious going for the belt, but not winning the belt. Right. Yeah. It was just always weird when he wasn't the main contender. And, and you know, even when NWO and like, oh, Ric Flair's old and in the way, but you're still, you lose, you lose North Carolina. You know, you mm-hmm. got to keep certain people relevant. And with Britt Baker, I think we talked about it last time. They just made kind of the mistake. They wanted her to be the Ric Flair person, but they also wanted her to win clean and just be better than everyone. And that kind of those two things don't really go well together unless you're talking about Goldberg or something like that. Right. No, yeah. She, she should, you know, you have Jamie Hayter, you have Rebel at ringside. She should have cheated every single match, but they wanted to build her up as a superstar. And she should be world champion. Um look, let's let's also realize that. I mean, we know this, but WW, you know, Impact Wrestling, when they had Gail Kim and the knockouts, those were really some of the better parts of their show. WWE, the Four Horsewomen, those were some of the more popular stars. Britt Baker and Jade are great, but starting the entire divisions is really about doing something positive, right? Doing something for women, empowering for women's wrestling, but it doesn't mean that it's the best part of the show. But uh-huh. you gotta look at it, big man. Look, let me just this yes or no. Is Willow Nightingale a contender for the AEW Women's Championship? Oh, there's nothing serious about her. She comes down to ringside like she's one like she's on the price is right. She could be, but <laughs> right? She could be. She doesn't. She doesn't wrestle her size either. She's big, but she doesn't right. act like it. No, she doesn't. So no, my answer is no. She could have been. Okay. What about? I'm just saying right now. Anna J. No, no. Ty Mello. 
Maybe with Sammy. Maybe with Sammy. But right now, just say yes or no. Yes or yes or no question. No. Sky blue. No. Okay, every woman in this match that we basically said, there's <laughs> no serious contender for the title. That's right. bad. Yeah. That's really bad. That you, They got a bunch of jabroni women. <laughs> no, seriously. If you're saying that Will Nightingale is is it's like a, a contender for the price is right. Yes. Walking down like she, come on down. Da, 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 da. That's how she walks like, to the right. Okay. Yeah. Now, Anna J and Ty Mello, you know, they're part of the, the, the JSA the JSA, but they're not serious contenders. No, and, and taking taking her out of Dark Order hurt her. Because now Dark Order's in one of their biggest storylines they've had in a long time. Based on yep. Rampage, which yep. I I don't know how I remembered it was on at four o'clock on Friday, <laughs> but I did remember. But yeah, that was a mistake. All because of her name, Anna J A J S. Get out of there. Yeah, yeah. And the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Champion um, John J- um, Jericho defeated uh, Ishii. This was a pretty good match. Well, can I tell you? I never expected this match to be as great as it was. It was great. This was a great match, and Jericho's chest bleeding. It was Ishii. This was phenomenal. This was absolutely. This was so much better than I expected. So yeah. I love this match. But I knew. I knew the outcome because he's from New Japan. All of New Japan. He tapped lose. out, didn't he? Yep. All people lose. Yeah. They lose. Ain't not one person from New Japan won. He's he he under he got the can't believe they had him tap out though. Didn't work. Though. Yep, they, they gotta keep these people strong. But this was a good match though. I can Ishii was this probably was his best matches I ever seen him have. Um, it is. He's been all over like different independents, and this was the best one so far. Yes. Um, Dynamite. I'm running to Rampage real quick. Darby Allen took on one of his people from the past. Uh, what's the guy named Anthony Anthony Henry? Yeah, that was his name, Anthony Henry. Darby <laughs> Allen beat him with a coffin drop. <laughs> Weird match because they're both like Anthony Henry's like a taller Darby Allen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where's he from? Um, Give me a background on Anthony Henry. You want a background on Anthony Henry? Yeah, what, who like how's he? He's in the Dark Horseman. Uh, uh-huh. uh, he has gray hair dyed uh-huh. into there. Uh, so Anthony Henry, he is he's from Evolve, okay, and the World Wrestling Network. Um, I never saw him on the World Wrestling Network, to be honest. Um, he worked in WWE under the ring name Asher Hale. Do you remember that? Asher Hale. Um, so a bunch of companies I don't really watch. He was in WWE 2021. Just at the he he was on a May Fourth episode of NXT, according to Wikipedia. Under the name Asher Hale, losing to Cameron Grimes, and he was on 205 Live, beating Arya Davari, and um, he beat Tony Nese, made him give up. Um, okay. He lost to Drake Maverick, and then he was released. So after they had him beat all those people, that's what happened. He's five foot ten. Um, that's all I know about him. Okay, but he had him lose in his debut match, so. It's not looking bright for him. Well, and the workhorsemen, they lose in all their big-time tag matches, too, on AEW. So. Oh, uh, up next, FTR defeated Type Flight. They said one of the Top Flight um is hurt again. These guys always hurt. Yeah, they are. They're always injured. They said Dante Martin was hurt this time. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of a change. Yeah, because his brother yeah. always hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And Dante was doing great. And even Arn Anderson said that in an interview. He's like, Dante Martin looked like he was going to be this next big star. And then they took him off TV for like three months, you know. Jericho's, um, Claudio. Oh, Claudio is back again. With his gripping promo work. Oh, right. man. So now they go, it's daddy, this is Daddy Magic's fault because he's saying he'll give, uh, he has a, a, uh, an idea. So Jericho could give him another shot that if he loses, he has to join the JSA because he's a sports entertainer. You excited for this match? Uh, no, and I'm <laughs> not excited for Claudio being a sports entertainer. Oh, he's either. going to be because he's going to lose. But you know what the funny thing is? Like, even if they have him, even if when he loses and they have, and they kind of humiliate him by making him act like an entertainer, his music is sports entertainment, right? Like, so. Oh, my God. I don't know. So that wasn't exciting at all. No. Um, because yeah, Rampage is basically the Claudio show. Also, it's Ring of Honor. Yeah, and, and the uh, main of the main oh, event. The main was, event, yes, was Roosh big... versus John Silver. Yeah, it was supposed to be a six-man match, right? So right. it was Roosh, and who is the team with him? I'm trying to remember. Regardless, it was oh Butcher and no. The Butcher and Blade. Were they? Out there. Yeah. And, and against um Reynolds, yeah, against Reynolds, yeah, Reynolds and John Silver. Silver. And it was supposed to be ten. Right. The ten was missing. Ten right. was missing. And then he finally ran out there and then he um shockingly turned on John Silver and so Roosh could catch the, the, the pinfall and then uh, and then um ten started going crazy, beating up on everybody. And and uh, on Reynolds, he ripped, he beat up on um on Evil Uno. <laughs> um, then um they put him, they put Reynolds through a table, um, and then he looked negative one was out there, negative one because he took off his mask and threw it in front of negative one. Negative one started crying, yeah, like a little baby, and he took his mask off. So now ten is um is no, is no longer with the the Dark Order. Well, what's hilarious is when he takes his mask off, he looks exactly like English soccer player Harry Kane, who plays for Tottenham. Everyone's like going crazy over that. Um, <laughs> who's like who's playing in the World Cup right now? Um, and the other thing was the funniest thing was Jim Ross. He's like, he needs to make a commitment. Chen, he needs to say, am I going to move up or not? And then when he <laughs> and then when he does what basically Jr. is telling him to do, what kind of man is Preston? <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, negative one. Negative one. His favorite was his. his that was his favorite one. Um, yeah. ten. Remember, they're the only ones with the numbers. He got negative one, and, and what negative one is? He should have pushed negative one down. Well, they had the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy left, right? What was his number? Um, five. Yeah, five is Alan Angels or something. Yeah. yeah. And and so now Preston Vance is is uh, with them, and so. Some people are saying, is this where um, Paige comes back to get revenge for breaking negative one's heart? Or will this just kind of be the end of the Dark Order? It'll probably be the end of the Dark Order. He needs to die. 
because yeah. um, the Dark Order, the best team they had was Grayson and um, yeah, and, and Uno. Uno. Oh, they ripped and, up Uno's mask too. Yeah, and so they really, you know, they really messed that 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 uh, unit up, you know. But I think, um, you know, Preston Vance with Roosh would be um, it's going to be a good should be good if they. Uh. You're they, you're if, very hopeful. You yeah, know. I'm hopeful. I saw the bunny. The bunny was out there. Oh yes, she was. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> the um, bunny. <laughs> you know, do you know what's and so was um the bad girl. She was uh, somewhere. Yeah. But you know, it's it's interesting. It's like Tony Khan. He said like his goal is to be the Booker of the Year for Dave Meltzer's awards, and it's like you're kind of leaving out the audience reaction to what he's doing. Right. You know, you have to be not only a great, great storyteller, but you have to have the audience you want to make sense of things in the ring that don't make a lot of sense just by looking at them. Right. You know? When you have Hulk versus Andre, Hulk Hogan put together a great match, but also you have hulk hogan looking up at andre the giant like so many of these aew matches you don't if you're flipping the channels you won't understand just by the visual in the ring of what the contradictions are what the challenges are everything has to be really complicated and it doesn't work for me in, in a lot of ways anymore it, it, it's i mean a lot of things happen uh a lot of things that made sense, people that make a lot of sense, like punk matches made a lot of sense. You know, it, it wasn't the same old AEW style match of of indie wrestling. I'm doing big moves, flying, it's whole pay, suicide is here. So it made sense. A lot of his matches made a lot of sense. You know, all of, matter of fact, all of his matches made a Who's lot of matches? sense. CM Punk. All right. Oh, everything he did make that's why he was my favorite. Right. And I ordered every pay-per-view he right. was on. Made yeah. sense. It was uh, you know, um you know, um, Moxley is is good, uh, you know, sometimes he his matches are a little bit, you know, they are hit and miss, I would say. Brian Danielson matches are hit and miss because he wants to try to do different type styles of matches. He wants to do um you know, he wanted to do mat wrestling and then all this stuff, with, which doesn't equate to the to the audience that they're they're that they're. No, and they and, and uh, look, I was never a big fan of Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan. I'll just also say his idea of mat wrestling isn't even the exciting chain wrestling we used to watch. Right. right? Just saying, so you know, his his best match there was probably um, was against. He had a few good matches. What what was um against um that one, but the one with Kenny Omega, um the one that was good, one of his best matches. Um and Eddie Kingston, you know. He had a few good matches, but the ones with against the 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 ones that he tried the Mariottis, the the Utahs, oh, yeah. the Daniel Garcias, the elite the other guy, the other guy with the blonde hair, the green hair. Uh, these guys, those I think those were wasted matches from him. When you go, 
look back at it and you're like, why is he not wrestling these guys? Why he's not in a, a major feud? Why, you know what I'm saying? Why him and CM Punk never fought each other in a major feud? You get what I mean? Why him and MJ up? Like, Look, we said it's a failure if certain matches don't happen. Right. While CM Punk was there and that match never happened, that's a failure. You know? It is a failure. Why, you know what I'm saying? Why is he having a feud with Jericho when we know, like, we don't want to see WWE guys fight each other. We want to see stuff we never seen before. That's um, Punk. Punk did a Punk did that too with some certain matches with certain guys. But his matches with these guys was better than Brian Danielson matches. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah. CM Punk and Darby Allen was a better match than yeah. any of the Brian Danielson matches I've seen in AEW. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 not been it's not been working. No, it hasn't been working. But again, Brian Danielson thinks this has been great. You know, well, it hasn't been. Well, I don't know, baby. We'll see. Hopefully, um, you know, they'll they'll do something better. Um, they need first thing first. They need MJF on TV. They need to explain what happened. And I and and I and I wouldn't mind if 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 they kept the Blackpool Combat Club together, but got rid of people. Certain people like Will Luta and got rid of him, and um, and and they feud with Moxley, and it'd be Brian Danielson and um, and MJF and and Regal, and they're against um, Brian uh, Moxley. But please get rid of Will Utah. Please don't have him nowhere near this field, and I think that can work. Yeah, and I think it would be hilarious if if MJF says we're the Blackpool Combat Club now. Yeah, you know, right? Because those are two top-selling shirts, Blackpool Combat Club, and also MJF's recent stuff. And right. Then you have something even, even more awesome. Um, but you know, the biggest highlight for me with AEW this week was Daddy Ass taking the bandages off his hand for scissoring. Yeah, that was really it. To be honest, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, that's I don't know how much longer that's gonna last because it seems like it's it's fading. You think so? I don't think so. I don't know what, what else they can do. Keep they going, gotta, they gotta keep, they gotta keep um, the storylines and the matches going. You know, remember Sneaky? They can't fight Sneaky Swerve every week. Swerve was a, a big part of that. You know, Sneaky yeah, Swerve. and they kind of messed up the storyline with his sons, pretty much. They yeah, should have been the ones trying to break his fingers, so he can't do that anymore. Exactly, they messed that up. The firm is messed up. You know, I never liked the firm. Never liked it at all. Um, and where's William Morrissey or W. Morrissey? I have no idea. Probably on his trying to get back to WWE as soon as possible. Oh, for sure. I don't think that's a secret with him. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Oh, big man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, the energy kind of dropped when we talked about AEW, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. But hopefully it, 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 gets, it gets better this week. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, and by the way, favorite match of the week? My favorite oh, the bloodline, of course. That was the best storyline of the week. I mean, that's the best, you know. Yeah, the best. last 5 minutes of that match was had better than anything that was on TV this week. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go I'll go bloodline favorite favorite uh, show was of course Survivor Series. Second place, I'll just say Wow Women of Wrestling again. Yeah, give us the Wow report real quick. Not much. Uh, you know, the whole thing was Candy Crush. She has she's a very good wrestler. She has boxing gloves given to her by her grandmother. But while uh, Steffi slays 
was talking to Keita Rush, who was supposed to be watching the gloves while Candy was taking a shower, they were stolen. And it turns out that chainsaw got them and put the chainsaw to them. And even, and uh, by the way, Jesse Jane, Jesse Jones, the redneck, she rescued um, the former um, Coast Guard um, captain or whatever lieutenant. So they're now a team. And um, yeah, just, but they did on this week, they did a lot of historical stuff about the history of their tag team titles. They showed some behind the scenes of the beast when she broke her ankle, not twisted. Her ankle is broken. Mm. She's the world champion. And she says she'll be back better than ever. Uh, so we'll see if they'll have well, to. It'd be, a, it'd be an interim. Is it going to be an AEW interim champion? They, they haven't said so. She's their biggest. I mean, she's their best solo kind of wrestler. And so we'll see what they do. They probably will have to, right? A broken ankle? How long mm-hmm. is that? It's a long a couple time. couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. So, wow, women of wrestling, a good hour of television for sure. All right, big man. All right, big man. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. And and again, congratulations to Iran on their biggest victory since uh, the Iron Sheik uh, defeated Bob Backlund. But the way he didn't say it, they cheated because Arnold Scorland threw in the damn towel. Yeah, he did. He did. You You're know. Right. So did so did they throw in the towel? <laughs> no, but you know what the funny thing is? There's a movement in a, the U.S. is playing Iran on Tuesday. U.S. has to win the game to go to the next round. Did you read what happened with the U.S. on their official social media? What happened? They showed the flag of Iran without the emblem in the middle, which is their Islamic Republic emblem. And they did it, they said, to stand in solidarity with the protesters. Now, Iran has pointed out that according to FIFA guidelines, if one nation insults or diminishes the flag of another nation, they have a 10-match ban. So Iran and some other countries are saying the U.S. has to be kicked out of the World Cup over this. Oh, wow. (laughs) Whoever decided to do that. Oh, not a good idea. Oh, wow. Not a good idea. They changed it back but they already did it. That's the problem. Oh, so, wow. We'll see what yeah, They should ban them. They should ban them. They you really think so? Nothing like that. You think they so? shouldn't have been doing no stuff like that. That Bush League stuff. I agree. I agree. Come on, Bob Backlund would never. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Arnold Scorland would. I was probably <laughs> Arnold Scorland, that damn brat. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Team USA official social media tried to be clever, um, but they ended up breaking FIFA rules, and we're going to see what happens. They will they kick them out? Yes or no? They, they could. give them a ban. They are I, they going I, to? No, I don't think they will. They should though, because that's not right. Yeah, and they, you know, the the uh, people behind um, representing Iran are saying this is really antagonizing the players. It is. So it's affecting them, and it's not fair. It's not right. So. Well, guess what? They just put some of their players at danger. Some of them might come in and, and go slide and spike first, cleat first. Oh yeah, that's how they do it. Yep, they're gonna get them. It's gonna couple. It's gonna be a bunch of red cards out there. Yeah, we like those. Sometimes <laughs> red cards are always fun. I never got a red card when I played in. Never. High what about a yellow? I think I did get a yellow, and I should have gotten a red. Okay, what the red one means? Well, red is either two yellows equal a red, and you're off off the off the field, uh-huh. and you can't be replaced. 
I mean, it's 11 against 10 then. Okay. Um, red is like you did, like you tackled somebody with your cleats up, took out their leg, really tried to hurt them. Uh-huh. Or you did something like you intentional handball to save a goal. And you're and you're out. So yeah, and then it's, uh, you had a disadvantage. Uh, 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 um, well, a the, power play, basically a power play for the rest of the game. Yeah, but the the big thing was like Uruguay against I forgot which South African, which African nation in the World Cup when it was in South Africa. Few minutes left. The star player for Uruguay, one of the best players in the world, Luis Suarez, intentional handball to save a goal. And then the African country, they missed the penalty kick. And then Uruguay just had to last a few more minutes. And then in overtime, they won. So strategic red card. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. That's right. And uh, the New Jersey Devils are won 13 or 14 in a row. So there you go. So you excited? I'm pretty excited. I, I we'll see what happens, but we've had the top pick in the draft for like five years in a row, and we haven't won anything. So hopefully, it's paying off now. So Rangers and Rangers and Devils in the playoffs this year? Oh, I think so for sure. Uh oh, so. I hope so. That's going to be a back and forth. I, every game, baby. I'm Can't ready, wait. big man. Well, the, we'll... the bread man. <laughs> the bread man, boy, Panarin. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he very good. He's good. My boy, um. My boy Savannah Jap is no joke. Boy number no, ninety-three. That boy can score. That boy, man, that's the best Ranger player in the last couple of years, man. He really is. He really is. It's yeah. and nobody thought he would be. You know, he no. just kind of showed up. And... He just came out of nowhere, man. But you know, we'll see. We'll see, big man. And do you think Ricky Steamboat will win in his final match? I don't know. What's your prediction? You about to watch it soon, right? In two hours, right? Well, it'll probably come on two hours from when it starts. Um, it's, it'll be the main event. I think Jay Lethal is going to lose again. <laughs> he's on a losing streak, but he's he's in the biggest matches, isn't he? He was, you know, the Ric Flair match, the match with Sting and Darby Allen. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, and now this match. Good for Jay Lethal. Go ahead, Jay Lethal. I, I like I like Jay Lethal. He's good. Who do you think their mystery partner will be? Wow, that I don't know. It ain't going to be Jeff Jarrett, is it? That would be funny, right? I don't think it will be. What if it's Flair? Flair is really tempted to come out of retirement. What if it's Flair? It could be Flair out of nowhere. But wouldn't they want to uh, promote that? You know, I think they're doing well with the. It's in a smaller. It's in the Dorton Arena, which is about to close. It's kind of legendary for North Carolina. It's in Carolina? Yeah. So it might be Flair. Do you know? It could be the Black Scorpion. It could be. But they got to get Ole Anderson to do the voiceover. <laughs> I'll let you know who it is. I'll text yeah. you. Do you know happens. the? Do you know the, Do you know that the the um, Shockmaster and the Black Scorpion are their cousins? Flair's cousins with Fred Ottman? No, the Black Scorpion and 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 uh, the the Shockmaster, their their cousins. You know, they got the same voice. Oh, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's funny. Hope Ole Anderson did it. (laughs) Uh, All right, big man. Well, let me know what happened. Well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me, everybody. Have a hope you all had a happy holiday and take care. It's been a state of wrestling, a power drive report. We'll see you guys next week. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. 
Please join us next week for the next edition.